How is everybody doing today? Welcome here to episode one of the Just Ballin' podcast. So yeah, my name is Matthew Geist. I am creating a NBA podcast that I'll be uploading once a week. It will either be on Monday morning or Sunday afternoon, I believe. Episode one, you guys will see on Sunday afternoon. And yeah, it's just going to be mainly an NBA podcast. I've always wanted to do one. This is just going to be pretty much for fun. And yeah, uh, I can just talk about it. There's a lot of NBA podcasts out there. There's a lot. Either it's through The Athletic ESPN, Bleacher Report, CBS. There's just countless NBA podcasts out there. So I know there's a lot, and you might not want to listen to mine, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to be doing this for fun. Uh, me personally, I'm a big fan of the Thinking Basketball podcast. I really only listen to a couple. Uh, the Zach Lowe podcast, Thinking Basketball by Ben Taylor. Uh, the Dunked On podcast, and I think Nate Duncan um, and John Hollinger, who is the uh, the creator of the Player Efficiency Rating, PER, they're creating one over on The Athletic. Uh, or I don't know if it's directly through The Athletic. And then I um, usually listen to uh, Keith Smarts on Real GM. So yeah, those are pretty much the podcasts I listen to. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm just going to be creating my podcast here today. We have actually a long episode. I don't know how long these are going to usually go. I think it's just going to be, I'm going to talk about my topics. Either they could be 30 minutes long or it could be two hours long. Whenever we finish is when we finish. So yeah, uh, today's one might be a little bit longer. There's six specific, I guess, subjects that I want to talk about. This is mainly going to be predictions um, and just, I guess, uh, scenarios I think that will happen this year type of podcast going into the 2019-20 season. And then podcast following this could be just rumors that have circulated, uh, injuries, how teams have been playing and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, we have six uh, I guess contents here in our table of contents. We have conference predictions, award predictions, coaches that I think could be fired by the end of the year, players that could be traded, all-star predictions, and conference finals slash NBA finals predictions. So yeah, if you guys maybe have somebody that you would like to see a guest on the show, I'd be cool with that. Um, but yeah, for this one, it's just going to be a solo one. And yeah, I guess we can get into this. I'm going to start off with the Western Conference predictions. We are going to be, I have one through 15 now. Predictions are just, they're not, they're never usually right, especially when it comes to something as, as unpredictable as the NBA. So, I mean, when I say a team that I think is going to be the one seed, there's a good chance they might not be. There's a good chance this two seed I say, or the three seed I say, could be the one seed. And these aren't a rankings of who I think are the best teams, just kind of some players with injury concerns, a couple of old management games that might be taken out. Obviously, that'll be. Uh, pretty involved in the LA teams like the Clippers and Lakers. I don't think Kawhi, LeBron, George, Davis, they're all going to play 82 games apiece this year. Uh, so don't take these too seriously. This is just what I think will happen. Um, some of these will be right. Some of these will be wrong. And yeah, we can start off with the Western Conference Finals prediction. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, my number one seed that I think will be there by the end of the year. And oh, also, uh, sorry for interrupting myself, but I will have a uh, timestamps in the description if you want to uh, skip to any of these sections. So yeah, I do think the Western Conference t regular season title will go to the Denver Nuggets this year. Uh, the reason is that they're young. That's that's kind of like what my mindset is. They were really good last year. Obviously, they were the two seed last year behind the um, Golden State Warriors. And I think they brought their team back this year. Uh, they're going to be getting Michael Porter Jr. back, which is... um going to be interesting to see. I don't know how much involved he'll be in the offense, at least to start the year. I don't think he'll be that heavily involved, but uh, he will be a nice addition, at least to the bench. I don't see him starting that many games this year, if any. Um, and then they also did trade for Jeremy Grant. That was kind of like their biggest offseason move, uh, besides giving Jamal Murray a five-year extension. But yeah, Jeremy Grant will be a nice addition to pair up with Nikola Jokic. I do think in crunch time minutes, he might be the four that they go with over Paul Millsap. We'll see if Paul Millsap is a big regression candidate this year. Uh, going into, I believe, his age 35 season. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, I think he 
he is on the decline. Uh, he is currently 30. Uh, where do I? Uh, he's 34, so he'll be turning 35 this year. Um, and yeah, I think Jeremy Grant is going to be a really big piece for them this year. And I think he was definitely worth the first round pick, which will be in the 20s anyway. Um, he posted career highs in points last year, um, in rebounds and assists. He shot 39% from three, which is really good for a uh, for a six nine forward. Um, if you even look into his per 36, they were really good. Uh, his per hundred possession defensive rating was a 108, which is really solid. Uh, he had a positive VORP. He had positive box plus minus defensive box, box plus minus. He did have a negative offensive box plus minus, but I don't really think that was more to do with him. I just think that's just kind of how the Thunder ended up throughout the year. And he just mainly wasn't that, um, focused in the offense, obviously with Paul George and, uh, and Russell Westbrook. But yeah, so we have a lot to talk about today. So I'm not going to go too in depth on every team. Um, but I'll just give you guys a little bit, uh, or a couple reasons why I think, um, their teams will be where they are. So the two seed, I do have the LA Clippers. Now the Clippers are going to miss Paul George for a first couple games of the year. I don't know. I think it's around like two weeks or something like that, that he'll be missing. Um, but this team is still <laughs> insanely talented. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, obviously their biggest addition. And then Paul George, their second biggest addition. Um, guys like Jermichael Green, Patrick Beverly, Montrose Harrell, Landry Sherman are going to be so important for them this year. Um, as a whole, I do think um, that they're going to be definitely a 50 win plus team. I do think they will be the two seed and I don't think load management will affect them too much. But yeah, there is a chance the Clippers could be the one seed. They could be the four seed. I'm just going to predict them as a two seed because why not? Now, going to the three seed, I do have the Houston Rockets, uh, mainly because, uh, like I said um, a couple times, that load management could come in play to some of these teams. I don't think that's going to happen with the Rockets. As long as Harden and Westbrook stay healthy, they're both going to play um, 100% every night, every regular season game. You know James Harden is going to be playing for his MVP uh, season again this year. He had arguably one of the greatest offensive seasons of all time last year. I don't think he's going to replicate those numbers this year, but I still think it'll be a really good season for James Harden. Um, and then obviously the addition of Russell Westbrook will help. I don't think it's going to be too catastrophic that a lot of people might think they might collapse. It just might be a lot of arguments. I know Zach Lowe and his like wild 30 predictions to start the year that um, I think Harden or West or Westbrook could be involved in trade talks. I think um, that was Zach Lowe's article. I could be wrong. So uh, don't quote me on that. So yeah, um, I just think they're, they're going to play 100% every night. Um, Eric Gordon obviously is a really good piece for them. They did lose Gerald Greenwich hurts, but I think Clint Capel will have a solid year and I do think they'll be the three seed. Now moving on to the four seed, we have the Utah Jazz. Uh, the Jazz had arguably the greatest off, uh, the greatest offseason. No, uh, that is a really poor choice of words. He had, they had a really good, wow, I can't speak, really great uh, offseason. Um, they added Bojan Bogdanovic. They added Mike Conley. Wow, I'm really sorry for butchering all those words. Um, but yeah, uh, they had a really good offseason. I think they'll play really good throughout the regular season. I do think they could contend as the best defensive team in the league with Conley, um, who they traded for, uh, Mitchell, Joe Ingles, um, Bojan's a really good defender, but Rudy Gobert, obviously, arguably the greatest, uh, why do I keep saying greatest? Arguably the best defender in the league. Um, and yeah, I think they'll be a four seed. Uh, Lakers are going to be my fifth seed. Reason is I don't think LeBron or AD play more than 70 games this year. Um, I don't think, like, AD could have an injury. Uh, he's had a lot of injuries before in the past. Um, I don't think he's had a season where he's played, um, he's only had two seasons where he's played over 70 games, and that was... Uh, his age 23, 24 season. He played 75. I could see him playing around 68 to 73 this year because uh, he played 64, 67, 68, 61, um, 75, 75, and then 56 last year. Obviously, he would have played more last year if he did. Uh, requested trade midseason, which I hate when players do. They should just wait till the end of the year. Um, but obviously, they wanted to forward the thing to LA. But yeah, I just don't think LeBron and AD play uh, more than 75 games or 70 games. Um, well, I guess they could play more than 70 games. I just don't think they each hit 75. 
Um, and that's the main reason that they'll be in the five seed, but I think they'll obviously save um, what they got from the playoffs. Uh, I do think the sixth seed in the Western Conference will be the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, people say they sleep on them every year, so I'm not going to say that. I just think that they're a playoff team. Definitely, they got better in the offseason. They didn't get worse. Uh, it just depends, I guess, when Nurkic comes back. Hopefully, it's sooner than later. Um, I don't know how much like guys like Nazir Leto and Anthony Simons will be for them this year. I do think Simons will have a good year. He was my uh, breakout pick on my main channel video um, for them. And uh, I, I do think he'll have a nice uh, sophomore year this year. So, yeah, they'll be my sixth seed. Uh, I have the Warriors as my seventh seed. Now, I, I don't really know what to expect from the Warriors. So, I'm not, I'm not for sure that they'll make the playoffs this year. I'm not super confident on that. But I do think it, it's hard to bet against Steph Curry. Um, it's hard to bet against, I guess, Steve Kerr for what he's done so far. Maybe he's an overrated head coach, but I don't know. GMs don't think that because they actually... I think voted him in that poll. At least he got a couple of votes as one of the best coaches in the league. Uh, Draymond Green, D'Lo, obviously, is a cool addition for them. I don't know how he'll be implemented, um, but I, th I think he'll play mostly every game this year. Um, so when Curry's out, he'll be in. But yeah, their bench is really weak. Uh, guys like Marquise Chris are going to have to step up for them. We'll see what Kevon Mooney will do. I know Coley Stein is probably going to miss... Um, the month of October and possibly the month of November, which isn't that good. Um, and we'll see if guys, like rookies like Jordan Poole or Eric Peschel will be able to step up for them. Uh, moving on to the uh, final seed in the Western Conference, I do have the San Antonio Spurs. No, I'm not like like the Warriors. I'm not super confident they'll make the playoffs this year. Obviously, they'll be getting DeJounte Murray back. Uh, DeMar DeRozan will have another year. Well, he's going to go into his second year under Greg Popovich, so I do think he'll play better this year than last year. We'll see if Aldridge hits a regression Um point at this uh or at, at the point of the year um he's been pretty steady the last couple of years uh he'll be going into his 34 or he just turned 34 excuse me i don't know i still think it'll be another solid year i don't think he'll i don't know if he'll eclipse 20 points a game but i definitely think he could uh he could still average 16 plus and that's pretty much what they need but yeah they have murray uh, we'll see who's going to be getting majority of their center minutes i guess it's going to be yakup hurdle i don't think he's that good so far so hopefully we do see a uh a better year from Jakob this year. Um, and then obviously they have guys like Derek White, Brent Forbes, Lonnie Walker, Kelton Johnson. Um, so yeah, they got a lot of guys in the wing department. Uh, we'll see how that works out. Now I do have the Kings at the ninth seed, unfortunately missing the playoffs. Um, I don't know. I, I want them to make the playoffs. I don't know what the Buddy Heald situation is going to end up turning into. Uh, but I do think Bagley is going to have a really good sophomore year. I do think Fox is going to continue to improve as a player. Uh, Bagley arguably, be, or not Bagley, excuse me, Buddy Heald being arguably uh, one of the best shooters in the NBA, um, efficiently too. Uh, Bagley had, I think, a pretty under-the-radar rookie year because his name wasn't Trey Young or Luka Doncic. Uh, but yeah, I think he'll have a good sophomore year. And yeah, I do think the Kings can make the playoffs, but I have them as my ninth seed, but it's just a seed. Uh, it's, I don't think they're going to actually be the ninth seed. They're going to be the 10, they could be the 8, who knows. Uh, I do have the Dallas Mavericks as my 10th seed. Uh, I just don't think um once i don't know i'm not really too high on chris Stubbs this year i think he'll need like at least till the all-star break to get i don't know ease back in uh look at cousins look at hayward i know acl is different from achilles and ankle uh but i just don't think he'll be what he was in new york right away i do think it'll take him some time to get adjusted to the nba again um and i just think yeah after that you just re you're relying on a sophomore season of Luka Doncic. Um, to take you to the playoffs in a loaded Western Conference. I just don't see it. I know a lot of people think they will make the playoffs. Uh, they might, um, but I do think Luka, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, I do think Luka will have a really good year. Um, I, I just don't think they'll be making the playoffs. Uh, moving on to the 11 team, we have the Thunder. 
Thunder are weird. In the Eastern Conference, I think they would definitely be a playoff team. They have a lot of good NBA players. Maybe not great, but good. You have Gallinari, you have Adams, you have Shea Gilgis Alexander, you have Chris Paul, you have Dennis Schroeder. I mean, these aren't players that are going to set the world on fire, but they're definitely players you would want on their on your team. Maybe um, uh, not uh, uh, Chris Paul. But I do think we'll see another big year from Shea Gilgis Alexander off his rookie year. Obviously, he was playing behind uh, Patrick Beverly last year. So, I don't know. I, I, I think he will actually have a really good sophomore year, and I hope we see 30 minutes at least from him this year because his per 36 numbers were pretty solid last year. Uh, basketball reference has him uh, projecting about 15 points a game. Per 36, I do think he'll do a little bit better than that. Uh, so, yeah, moving on to the 12th seed with the Minnesota Timberwolves. As much as I think Cat is going to take another step, and I think he will, I just don't think it's going to lead them to a playoff appearance in a loaded Western Conference. They're just not deep enough, really, after Towns. Who, who you rely on to give you... If Towns, let's say he's in foul trouble in the fourth quarter, he's got to miss the first six uh, six minutes of the quarter, something like that. Who do you trust with the ball in your hands? Wiggins? I don't think a lot of people trust Wiggins at all. Uh, he's been pretty bad in the preseason. Uh, do you trust a rookie, Jared Culver? We'll see. He's going to have to step up right away for them. Uh, Roko will be nice, but Roko is not really the type of ISO score you would need or uh, ball dominant player. I just don't think they. I just think they lack the talent around him. Uh, I really wanted them to go hard after Demo. Maybe they tried, but they just couldn't get the. Uh, get it done salary-wise. Uh, so yeah, them as the 12th seed. But yeah, uh, 13th seed in the Western Conference. I do have the New Orleans Pelicans. I do think they're a good team. A lot of people, uh, I know, uh, I think it was Candace Parker uh, when I was watching the Knicks-Pelicans uh, game. She actually predicted them to make the playoffs. I just don't think Zion plays more than 60 games this year. I, I really don't. Um, there was an article in The Athletic over the summer that uh, had, um, they, they talked about his knees and how playing in the summer league would hurt. And I know Mike Krzyzewski at Duke didn't like him playing in the summer league either, but you know what? I, I don't think that's really the Pelicans' fault. He didn't play too much in the summer league anyway. Um, he looked great in the preseason. He's a phenomenal player. Just if these neat things are going to be an issue for him. I don't know. He's going to have to lose weight uh, if he wants to play 80 games in a season. And I don't know. I think Drew Holiday will be good, but I just don't like the fit with Brandon Ingram in that offense. Um, we'll see what Lonzo can do. He still looks what we know Lonzo will do. Uh, good passer, good defender. Pretty much a below-average shooter on most nights. Uh, I just don't think they'll be that good this year. But um, the Western Conference is loaded, so most of these teams, I think, could have been playoff teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, that's why I kind of want a 1-16 to playoff seating, but that is a different story for a different day. Uh, I do have the Western Conference wrapping out with the Suns at 14 and Grizzlies at 15. The Suns are good. Um, I, actually, that is, I take that back. The Suns aren't that good, but they have cool players. Like, DeAndre Aiden, uh, you guys have heard from me. I think he'll have a really good sophomore year. Play with a lot, uh, I think, offensive-minded head coach in Monty Williams. And then Devin Booker, obviously, is Devin Booker. He's really good at a 20, let me see, 22-year-old. He'll be turning 23 very soon. But yeah, he averaged 26 points a game last year on a true shooting percentage of 58%, which is really good for a guard. So we'll see what uh, happens this year with the addition of Ricky Rubio. And then I do have the Grizzlies wrapping out. Uh, the Western Conference, I they'll be fun. John Morant, Triple J, Brandon Clark. I just don't think they uh, they just lack NBA talent, um, which you would need to be good in the Western Conference. All right, so I'm going to probably go through the Eastern Conference a little bit quicker. Uh, there isn't a lot to talk about. Um, but yeah, this seeding is hard once you get kind of past the top two seeds. So actually, I do think the Philadelphia 76ers are going to win the Eastern Conference regular season title this year. I just think their offense, one to five, their starting lineup is the best in the Eastern Conference. I would rather have um, their starting five, but obviously there's a lot more than just a starting five in the NBA. Their bench is... Pretty weak if we don't see really... Well, Matthias Thibel had a really good... Um, or Matthias Thibel, I should say, had a really good preseason. And he'll be a good defender, but I don't think he'll be too much on the offensive end this year. Um, we'll see what can, Zaire can do for the Sixers in his rookie season. 
not expecting much from a um uh, a second year rookie, um, especially in Zaire. I didn't like him too much coming out of I believe Texas Tech. Um, I hope I yeah did much. I believe it was Texas Tech. So yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see um, what we'll get out of Philly this year. But I, I do think they'll win the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, I have as a two seed. They also could win the Eastern Conference. Obviously, they have arguably the best player in the NBA in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, he'll have another monster season. Um, I think we'll still see solid seasons out of Chris Middleton and out of uh, Eric Bledsoe. I think we'll see another good year out of Brooke Lopez. And I do think we'll see a little bit of regression from uh, George Hill and Robin Lopez though this year. So yeah, I have them as the two seed. As a three seed, I do have the Boston Celtics. This is where it gets tough. You could have a plethora of teams here at the three seed. I did choose the Boston Celtics because of Coach I do think that Dwayne, um, Dwayne Casey, excuse me, uh, Brad Stevens is the best coach left in this Eastern Conference, maybe, um, besides Eric Spolstra. But yeah, I do think uh, coaching, Kevin Walker, uh, I think Jason Tatum is a very good player, and I think he'll have a really good uh, third season in the NBA. Their bigs is very questionable. We'll see if maybe we'll get a little bit of Grant Williams, Robert Williams uh, combo in the fourth quarter. I don't know if they're, how Ennis Kanter is going to do. I really don't, because he actually wasn't that bad for Portland. But defensively for the Knicks, he was pretty horrendous, and we know what he was in uh, OKC. So I don't really know what we're going to get out of Boston. I have him as the three seed, but they could be the five. They could be the two for all we know. I don't know. Uh, so the four seed, I do have the Indiana Pacers. I do think even with the old depot injury, they're really good. Like, they're really good um, just overall. Like, they added Jeremy Lamb. They added TJ Warren for basically nothing for TJ Warren's aspect or sake. Um, they did add... Uh, Malcolm Brogdon in a sign-and-trade, which I think is a uh, really good pickup. He'll be the point guard. Him and Oladipo, I think, are going to be a nasty, uh, I guess, duo, uh, defensively at least. I think offensively, they'll be fine. We'll see what they do with Sabonis. Um, we'll talk about him a little bit more later. Um, I do think we'll see another good year of Miles Turner. He could be definitely considered for Defensive Player of the Year. Like I said, we'll, we'll also talk about that later. Uh, I think we'll see a good season from Aaron Holiday as the backup guard because he'll be getting a lot more minutes this year because uh, Darren Collison retired. Corey Joseph signed with the uh, Sacramento Kings. So yeah, I do have the Pacers as the four seed. I don't think Nate McMillan's a bad coach whatsoever. I think he's a, he's a good coach. He was a coach you would want on your team. I don't know if he's a championship winning coach. But I have him um, leading the Pacers to a four seed. Now, the five seed, I do have the Toronto Raptors. Uh, with the Raptors, they did obviously lose Kawhi Leonard. But we'll see if Pascal Siakam can emerge as the number one there. Uh, he definitely showed signs of that last year. He just got that major extension. I believe it was four years, uh, 130 mil. Um, I believe it was 130 mil. I could have been wrong. Um, I think it was 130 mil. Uh, and yeah, I think OG Ananobi's going to have a good breakout season for them, um, starting at the three. And then obviously they've vets like Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, and uh, Marcus Saul that will just be smart guys for them, smart basketball players. But obviously uh, for Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, they got to take the next step as the future of the Toronto Raptors. While some of these old heads are going to be wrapping up their careers. But yeah, I think Nick Nurse, really good head coach. We, should, we saw that last year. I have them as the fifth seed. Uh, now it gets tough. These are just, you can pick them. Like, I, I don't know. I the, the Heat is the sixth seed. I really don't know what we're going to get out of the Miami Heat. Uh, they have a really good her, head coach in Eric Spolstra, they, who just got an extension, I believe, in the offseason. Uh, they did pick up, obviously, Jimmy Butler. They did draft Tower Harrow. I predicting a really good year for Bama Bio. He's somebody I think that will take a next step this year. Uh, Point Winslow, I'm excited to see. Uh, we'll see if he starts officially over Gore Dragic. Kendrick uh, Nunn looked really good in the uh, Summer League. So did, uh, or Summer League um, preseason, I meant. Um, and Tower Harrow, I don't think he'll start for them this year. Uh, maybe he will uh, at some point. But yeah, uh, DR Waiters actually just got suspended for a little bit, uh, at least for opening night. So maybe he will start a couple games. Maybe he will start opening night. Um, I think he'll be good for them. I don't think he'll win Rookie of the Year. 
But yeah, I, I do have the Heat as the six seed. Uh, the Nets are my seven seeded pick. Uh, they could be as high as the four seed, even the three seed. Who knows? Uh, I just don't know how the Kyrie led Nets will go this year. Obviously, a good coach like the rest of these teams. Um, they do have their superstar in Kyrie Irving this year. Obviously, they'll be better next year with Kevin Durant. Uh, we'll see a, hopefully a full healthy year of Karis LeVert. I don't want to see DeAndre Jordan starting. Hopefully, Jared Allen starts sooner rather than later. And um, yeah, I, I, I like Joe Harris. Uh, Karuks, I think, will be fun for them this year. Nicholas Claxton looks pretty solid in the preseason. So I have them as the 17. And then wrapping out that, I have the Orlando Magic as the 8 seed. Yeah, I have the Magic making it. A lot of people think they'll be the surprising team. I don't think they'll be. If they're good, I don't think it's that surprising because everybody has them as their uh, team that could surprise everyone. Uh, I, I just don't know what's going to go on with that front court. I really don't because you got Bamba, who you drafted with the sixth overall pick last year. You got Nikola Vucevic, who was an all-star last year, who just gave a big contract to. And then you have Jonathan Isaac and Aaron Gordon. I guess they're going to mainly play Aaron Gordon at the three. I don't really like that fit for him. I like him better at the four, guarding fours. Um, but Isaac, I think, well, he's, he was my most approved player pick when I uh, said that on Twitter. Uh, like before, like I said before, we'll talk about that stuff later. Um, and yeah, I'm like Evan 48, Territoros, good shooting guards, not great, but they get the job done. They're um, just solid players. But yeah, DJ Augustine, not really expecting much. Hopefully Markel Fultz can do something better for them. But yeah, um, that they are my uh, last playoff team. Uh, the Bulls are my ninth seed. I think they definitely could make the playoffs, especially with a jump from Markkinen and Levine. If Levine can improve his defense, I love the signing of Sandoransky. I think they'll have a lot better of a bench this year with that Young, with Kobe White. Uh, they'll also have guys like Chandler Hutchinson, uh, who I believe actually was hurt though. So I don't think he'll be playing um, to start the season. Uh, but then you also have guys off the bench, um, like I guess Daniel Gafford might get a little bit of minutes. Luke Cornette, I mean Chris Dunn, they're not gonna, they're not great, but you know what? They're, they're bench guys. Uh, I just really like their top seven. Like if you like, I like Sandaransky, uh, Levine, Porter, Carter Jr., Marketed, um, or just flip the last two I said, and then um, you have Thad Young, you have Kobe White uh, off the bench at least. So I like their top seven. Uh, I can't. I, I don't mind Chris Dunn off the bench either. So the top eight, uh, I think they're a nine seed, but I think they definitely could make the playoffs. I have the Pistons at the ten seed if Blake Griffin gets injured, which he's getting older, and we know he has uh, injury history in the past. Uh, I I think that would definitely derail their uh, season because if Blake Griffin gets hurt, who are you trusting with the ball in your hands? Derrick Rose, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Andre Drummond. None of these are flashy picks here. Uh, Blake Griffin played. 33 games um, for the Clippers, and then he played a total of uh, 75, uh, or no, no, excuse me, he played a total of 58 uh, before last year. He played 75 last year, 58 in 2017, 18, 61, 35, 67. Like, I don't know, he's going to be 30 this year, so, or he's going to be 31, excuse me, um, by the end of the year. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think he's going to miss some time and I don't really trust anybody else on that Pistons offense to really carry the load with him out. Uh, I have the Knicks as the 11 seed. Uh, I think they could be a little bit better than this. I think they could be worse. I think they could maybe be as low as the 12th. I don't think about the 13th seed. I think they could be high as the 8th seed, but I don't really expect that. Um, there's going to be a lot of controversy with the Knicks this year uh, because they have three point guards that deserve minutes. They have like four shooting guards that deserve minutes. They have like three small forwards, two power forwards, two centers. There's just a lot going on with the Knicks this year. Never really got the Alfred Payton signing. Never really got the uh, Reggie Bullock signing. I never really got the Marcus Morris signing either. So I don't know. There's going to be a lot to go on. We'll see what David Fizzell does this year. Uh, we'll see if he's actually a good head coach. Uh, I have the 12th seed beat the Atlanta Hawks. 
they're just young. That's it. Um, Trey Young obviously is the guy to watch. Also, John Collins, and then you have uh, Kevin Herter coming back for a sophomore year. Um, you have rookies like DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, Alex Sled in there, Jabari Parker. I just don't think that team's talented enough to make the playoffs, but I do think we'll see good progression out of mainly most of the young guys. Uh, I have the Wizards at the 13th seed. Actually, I was thinking about this the other day when I was in the gym. Their lineup next year could be really fun if they don't move Bradley Beal. Like, if they get a serviceable power, actually, they don't even need a serviceable power for They could roll out a Wall, Beal, Hashimura, Burdens, Bryant lineup next year. That's kind of fun, honestly. Uh, I think Thomas Bryant's going to take a step this year uh, as a player overall. Uh, he was a steal for the Wizards in acquiring him from the Lakers. I think he'll be good for them this year. He'll be the second most impactful player besides Bradley Beal. Uh, and yeah, I don't really think they're going to do much outside of those two players. Um, and I think Hashimura will hit his, uh, he'll just do whatever he does. He'll, uh, try to do too much. He'll be inefficient, but he'll learn the game. Um, so I have the, uh, Wizards at the 13th seed. Hornets at the 14th seed. Uh, I, I went with them over the Cavs, who I have as the 15th seed. I don't know. I just think they have more NBA players. Yes, the Cavs probably have better players than at least for Kevin Love, um, Jordan Clarkson, Sexton. Um, but I don't know. It's going to be a crapshoot for either team this year. Uh, I think both teams will finish as the two worst teams in the NBA. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see Sexton and Garland as a backcourt together. I do think Kevin Love will get moved. And for the Hornets, I don't know who I'm excited to see. I guess Rozier could be solid for them. We'll see if he's actually efficient. Uh, I do like the addition um, uh, of, or at least I like the draft pick of PJ Washington. It wasn't the flashiest pick, but I do think Miles Bridges will improve. Um, but yeah, they're going to be, both these teams are going to be bad this year. Okay. So that'll probably be the longest segment. You just had to talk about 30 teams. So yeah, that was going to go pretty long. So yeah, we're going to talk about next is the award predictions for this year. So obviously all the major awards and I'll throw executive of the year there. So for MVP, I'm not going to give kind of a definitive pick. Maybe I'll just say who I think will win it, but I'm just going to have a lot of candidates for these. Uh, so, or candidates for these. So for MVP, I do have five guys down that I think will be in the running for MVP. Obviously, they all have their different circumstances in which their own ways could win MVP. But yeah, so I have Joel Bean as the first guy. Uh, I do think there's a good chance he could win MVP if he would have to accomplish two things. Sixers being the one seed, which I definitely think is a possibility. And he would have to play more than 70 games. Now, obviously, with Joel Bean's health, that has not shown, or he has not proven that he could do that as he has played Three years in the NBA, he's played 31 games, 63 and 64. So if I think he can play six, seven, eight more games this year, I think he could be MVP. Uh, but obviously, when you get voted for MVP, if you miss some time, it hurts. Look at Christian Yelich in baseball. He was going to be MVP, and then he got hurt uh, for just like the last month. Um, or Mike Trout was front runner MVP, and he missed the last like three weeks of the regular season. And people already want to put Alex Bregman over him. So obviously, uh, his... Uh, Health is the main thing, I guess, holding him back. Other guy is Nikola Jokic. I did predict the Nuggets to be the one seed and the Sixers to be the one seed. So if you're the one seed, usually the best player on the best team wins MVP. Uh, we saw it with the Rockets two years ago. We saw it with Giannis last year. Uh, if the Nuggets are the one seed in the Western Conference, I think Jokic is obviously going to have another monster year. He'll be in that combo. Giannis, um, obviously, if the Bucs are one of the best teams in the NBA again, he puts up these monster stat lines. He'll be in that combo. Other pick is Anthony Davis. That's if the Lakers are a one or a two seed. Uh, I don't think I think he'll definitely get more votes over LeBron just because I think he'll play more games. Um, and he'll have a better season than LeBron. And then the last pick is James Harden. That's if the Rockets are a one or two seed. And he puts up what he did last year. Uh, so, yeah, we just uh, went through MVP there for rookie of the year. My pick was John Morant. I also think Zion and RJ will be in the combo. Zion, the thing holding him back is his health. We'll see how many games he plays. If he doesn't play more than 60, I don't think he'll win the award. Um, RJ Barrett, uh, he'll get a lot of minutes in New York. So we'll see how efficient he is with those minutes. Um, and then I did, I threw Tyler Harrow in there, but I, I don't really think he'll win rookie of the year. 
Moving on to the defensive player of the year, uh, we do have Rudy Gobert. Obviously, he'll be the main pick for everyone. Uh, Two-time defensive player of the year already. Uh, and yeah, had to throw him in there. Giannis, I think he deserved it last year, but I didn't think voters were going to give him MVP and defensive player of the year, so I'm going to throw him in there. Also threw Miles Turner in there. Uh, he could lead the league in shots uh, or block shots. Uh, he's a good rim protector. He's a fairly solid perimeter defender too for a big. He's good in the pick and roll switches. Um, and then my last pick is Pascal Siakam. Uh, he showed that he was a good defender last year. We'll see if he can take a next step as a defender this year. Uh, the last guys that throw in here are kind of just throw-ins um, that I think maybe could be in the conversation. So, uh, sixth man of the year, another one that there's an obvious pick, Lou Will. Uh, besides Lou Will, I threw Jeremy Lambin. I do think he'll start the season, uh, but when Old Depot comes back, he'll move to the bench. Uh, also, have J.J. Redick here um, and Marcus Smart um, if Jalen Brown gets uh, the starting minutes over him. Uh, moving on to most improved player, we do have... Jonathan Isaac, uh, Anthony Simons, Larry Marketed, TJ Warren, and bio. Isaac was actually my pick uh, that I tweeted on Twitter. Uh, I do think he'll have a really good year. Do I think he's going to be the front runner? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly, like, I'd rather take the field instead of just Isaac. Uh, Anthony Simons, that's if he really shows out this year, but with guys like Lillard, uh, Hood, McCollum, Nurkic eventually, I don't think he's going to get enough volume to win the award fully, but I do think he'll be one of the more improved players just individually uh marketing i do think marketing can take a next step but if levine is kind of the primary ball handler uh taking the most shots on the team then i don't think marketing will win the award tj ward is another pick because with oladipo hurt who's gonna be their number one scorer is it gonna be brogdon i don't know is it gonna be simonis ward is it gonna be uh jeremy lamb that i just mentioned um but i do think tj ward could have a good year and maybe he could win most improved and then my last pick was bam out of bio who uh, i'm high on a lot i'm uh, very high on this year uh for the miami heat i think will be really good for them uh, coach of the year, I have five picks uh, or five coaches that I think could win the award. Malone of the Nuggets, uh, Brett Brown of the Sixers, Mike Budenholzer of the Bucks, Stock Rivers of the Clippers, and then Quinn Schneider of the Jazz. These are all self-explanatory. If they're one of the better teams in the league, if they uh, dealt with adversity, with injuries, stuff like that, they'll be in the convo. And then the executive of the year, I have Lawrence Frank slash Michael Winger of the uh, the LA Clippers. Elton Brand of the Sixers and Dennis Lindsay of the Utah Jazz. So those are my award kind of predictions. Who's going to be in each combo for that? So we can move on here to coaches that I think could be fired um, by the end of the year. I do have a list of five potential head coaches that are on the hot seat, potentially. Start off as David Fisdell. Yeah, uh, I don't want to put him here, but you just kind of have to with New York head coaches. If the Knicks underperform this year, if they win possibly less than 26 games, 25 games, if there is a lot of, I guess, just controversy in the locker room, uh, but he just really doesn't get the rotations right this year, I think the Knicks could possibly move on from him. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but I do like the way Scott Brooks, uh, Scott Brooks, excuse me, uh, Scott Perry and Steve Mills are building this team. And speaking of Scott Brooks, he's my next pick. I do think he'll get fired by the end of this year. I don't think the Wizards are going to be good. I think they're going to look for a fresher face uh, in Washington. Or maybe there'll be a better head coach on the market that they could go after. Uh, maybe if they like like Dave York or somebody like that. Uh, third is Billy Donovan of the Thunder. If the Thunder under the, underperform and they're like the 13th or 14th seed in the Western Conference or 12th seed, uh, I think he could be fired. It is a new era there. They might go for a younger head coach to build up some of the younger players eventually. Because uh, they have all these draft picks coming up. And I don't think Billy Donovan will, will really suit that team. Uh, Jim Boylan is my fourth uh, coach here that could be possibly fired. Obviously, the word that I keep using is if they underperform, if just marketing doesn't take the next step in his progression, if Carter Jr. doesn't take a next step in his progression, I do think he could get fired. I know he did get an extension, but that doesn't really mean anything in the coaching carousel. Um, and then Alvin Gentry is my fifth head coach. Uh, the Pelicans just don't live up to what he, uh, they 
their hype is. I don't think that they will. I think he was supposed to get fired last year, but the Zion thing kind of helped. And then obviously they were going to move Anthony Davis for assets, so they wanted to give him just a new chance um, to run this pace and space, run a gun offense. But yeah, I think if the Pelicans obviously miss out on the playoffs, not a lot going for them um, in this season specifically, I think he could get fired. Um, I don't think all these coaches will get fired. I just think these are the guys that will be on the hot seat by the end of the year. I guess you could also throw in like uh, Frank Vogel as well. So yeah, now I'm going to talk about seven players that I think could get possibly traded by the end of the year. So uh, to start off with this list, we do have we, we do have a couple guys from the 2016 draft class that might not get their uh, rookie extension. So Buddy Hill is the first guy. He expressed his uh, frustration over the uh, Kings offered to him, and maybe he will request the trade, but these guys are restricted, so they can sign with any teams they want in the offseason. Their teams can choose the match, but hey, they're not going to pay him in the regular season. What makes you think that they're going to pay him in the offseason? Uh, second one is the Matsu Sabonis. I think this one's kind of a given now. Uh, apparently, the Pacers are looking for offers, uh, as the Athletic reported, so I think he will get moved this year. Bradley Beal, also you have to throw in Bradley Beal in these, uh, these talks, but the contract extension, I don't think he'll get moved. I don't know if he could actually get moved this year with the new contract extension, uh, if you have to wait like six months or something like that, but that would put you past the trade deadline. But hey, that just could happen at the beginning of the offseason. Uh, Jalen Brown is the fourth one. If the Celtics and them just don't see eye to eye on a contract extension, uh, he could get possibly moved. Uh, Blake Griffin, if the Pistons are underperforming and they think a team could throw them a very nice package, but it will be hard to move his salary. Uh, next one is Kevin Love, kind of same as Blake Griffin. It's going to be hard to move his salary and. I don't know. Is Kevin Love really worth taking on his contract at this point and giving up maybe future assets like a young player in a first-round pick? I don't think so. He's 31. He just turned 31. I don't know. He wasn't good last year um, in the 22 games he played. So we'll see if he can have a bounce-back season this year. And then the seventh one is a bunch. It's just any Knicks player on a one-year deal. Bobby Portis, Marcus Morris, possibly even Dennis Smith Jr. or Frank Nielakina. Uh Wade Ellington, Alfred Payton, and Natasha Gibson. I think one of these guys could go by the end of the year. So uh, next, we're going to talk about my all-star predictions, who I think will make each all-star game. All right, guys. So my all-star predictions, we can start off with uh, the Western Conference all-star predictions. And my point guard, uh, we can just do the starting five. So I have Steph Curry, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Nikola Jokic. I uh, don't really need to speak a lot about these guys. It's obviously them playing well in popularity. So I think they will start. And then um, I think three given off the bench. I don't know. It it's tough. Um, in the Western Conference because it's so loaded. But I have uh, Damian Lillard. I have Russell Westbrook. I have Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, Paul George. And the remaining two spots, or the remaining, I guess, yeah, two spots, uh, it's tough. I have, you could pick two between CJ McCollum, Devin Booker, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic. I do think Luka will get in. I think he'll be the best player on the Mavs team, and I think popularity will go a long way. And I do think they're going to have to give a Jazz player. If the Jazz are maybe a top three seed at that time or just a top four seed in the Western Conference, they're going to have to give either Mitchell, Conley, Gobert. Um, and I think, I don't know, it'll be either Mitchell or Gobert, I think. So yeah, those are my Western Conference all-star predictions. Uh, obviously, Paul George being hurt for a little bit of the year could uh, hurt that chance. Um, we'll see maybe if Cat gets in if the uh, Timberwolves are pretty bad. Uh, moving over to the Eastern Conference, I think the starting five will be Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Pascal Siakam, Joel Embiid. Uh, with the bench being Kemba Walker, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, Blake Griffin, Chris Middleton, um, or Eric Bledsoe, one of the Bucks players, probably be Chris Middleton. Um, and then, yeah, there's a, there's a lot that I think could get the last spot, and that's either Zach Levine, Trey Young, Lowry Markkinen, Julius Randle, Miles Turner, uh, maybe an Orlando Magic like an Aaron Gordon or Nikola Vucevic. I don't know if Oladipo will be healthy uh, for a long enough time span to get into the All-Star game, but yeah, those are my All-Star picks. 
Uh, they don't really go too, like, they don't mean too much um, because the All-Star kind of has dimmed its value over the years. It's more if you make an All-NBA team, that's kind of more impressive if you made an All-Star game because popularity does go a long way. But if you're obviously Steph Curry and you're a 10-time All-Star, obviously he deserved pretty much all those all-star appearances. So yeah, that is going to wrap up my all-star predictions. We'll get into the final segment, and that is going to be my conference finals slash finals prediction. So it's tough uh, predicting what's going to happen in the Western Conference conference finals, but for the Eastern Conference, it's fairly easy. I do have the Bucks and the Sixers meeting in the conference finals. I think they are the two clear best teams in the Eastern Conference, uh, and I think they'll meet each other at the conference finals, one and two seed. And then for the... Uh, for the Western Conference Finals, I did kind of the obvious pick. Then it's not a fun pick. I made it a, uh, a Los Angeles, a Staples Center Conference Finals with Lakers and Clippers. I do have the Clippers beating the Lakers in seven. I think it'll be a competitive series. I do think the Clippers are the better team, though. And I do have the 76ers beating the Bucks in seven. Um, then maybe Giannis wouldn't sign the contract extension. And yeah, they'll freak out. Uh, and then I do have the Clippers over the Sixers in six in the finals. And Kawhi Leonard winning back-to-back -back finals and being back-to-back -back finals MVP. Wait. Was he finals every last year? I think he was. I could be wrong, but I think he was. Um, so yeah, that is actually going to wrap out the podcast. I kind of talked a lot more, I guess, about the conference predictions um, and then the award predictions. And then I went through coaches that could be fired, plays that could be traded, Western All-Stars, Eastern All-Stars, and then conference finals and finals predictions. So yeah, that is going to wrap it up for episode one of the Just Ballin' podcast. Let me know in the comments what you guys think. Do you maybe want to see a guest on it or you just like hearing me talk? I think this was fun. I do plan on doing once a week, obviously talking about rumors, talking about players struggling, players performing well, teams struggling, teams overperforming or just performing well in general. Um, and yeah, that just maybe China stuff, all, all that um, will be talked about in the next podcast. And we'll talk about obviously the first week of the NBA because it starts on Tuesday, which is hype. So yeah, that is going to wrap it up for me. I hope you guys did enjoy the first uh, episode of the Just Ball podcast. Appreciate you guys for listening and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.